Hello, this is Gurmeher from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 4th of January. Industry performance in the service sector is at an 11-year high according to data published by S&P Global India Services Purchasing Managers Index, the Hindu reported. India's service sector reported a sharp growth in new business in December last year. topped by the finance and insurance services which increased from 56.4 in november to 58.5 this month consumer services have been the worst hit by a rise in input cost inflation real estate and business meanwhile saw the slowest expansion in new orders in december india's manufacturing sector saw its sharpest rise in output in 13 months in december last year however selling prices had surged more than the input costs for the first time in two and a half years as per the S&P Global Index. The services sector, meanwhile, continued to scale up hiring to keep pace with the increasing output in business. But the extent of job creation fell to a five-month low, according to the report. New details continue to emerge in the horrific hit-and-run case in Delhi Sultanpuri, where a woman was dragged to death by a car for several kilometres on New Year's Eve. On Wednesday, the mother of Anjali, the deceased, said that the friend who was with her on the night of the incident is lying to the police. Anjali's friend has emerged as a significant eyewitness in the case. Meanwhile, NDTV, quoting its sources, said that nine PCR vans chased the car driven by the accused but failed to track it because of poor visibility. An autopsy report earlier stated that Anjali had at least 40 external injuries, most too gory to detail in this update. Delhi Deputy Chief Minister Manish Sisodia had visited the victim's family and assured a compensation of 10 lakh rupees and a job to a family member since the victim was the only breadwinner. The Forensic Science Laboratory team arrived at Sultanpuri police station to inspect the car that hit the girl. According to reports, police have collected the call records of the victim, her friend and the accused men. Listeners, the Sultanpuri case has raised difficult questions. While the five accused in the Sultanpuri hit-and-run case are suspected to have been drunk at the time of the incident, sections of mainstream media, however, chose to discuss how drunk the two girls were and how they celebrated New Year's Eve at a hotel. But misogyny is not new to TV news, especially when the victim is a woman. To know more, you can read my colleague Tanishka Sodi's piece on newslaundry.com. It is titled, We Can See Cigarettes. In the Delhi hit-and-run case, some media questioned the victim's partying. We have been able to bring you such reports only because you've got our back. Subscribe to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free. Our subscription starts at only 300 rupees a month. Several flights and 19 trains were delayed as dense fog enveloped the national capital in the early hours of Wednesday. Cold wave conditions are estimated to linger over northwest India for the next three days. In the morning, the minimum temperature in Delhi plummeted to 4.4 degrees Celsius, the lowest of the season, making the national capital colder than Dharamshala, Nainital and Dehradun. At 5.30 a.m., the Palam Observatory at Indira Gandhi International Airport reported 200 metres of visibility. The India Meteorological Department provided satellite photographs of dense fog across the Indo-Gangetic plains in central and eastern India. The IMD forecast suggests Cold wave conditions may persist on Thursday and the mercury may dip to 4 degrees Celsius. The Supreme Court on Wednesday dismissed Samajwadi Party leader Azam Khan's petition to transfer some of his cases outside Uttar Pradesh. Representing Khan, senior advocate Kapil Sibyl said that his client will not get a free trial in the state. 
he cited Khan's conviction and the subsequent loss of his assembly seat in Rampur. He alleged that Khan was being harassed by hundreds of FIRs registered against him in the state. However, the appeal to transfer the cases was dismissed by the bench presiding over the matter. The court felt that the reasons provided by Khan were insufficient and that the SP leader can challenge any order before the higher courts. In October last year, the Uttar Pradesh Legislative Assembly Secretariat had disqualified Khan after a court sentenced him to three years in jail in a case of hate speech. Amid protests over the Uttarakhand High Court's order to remove the encroachment on 29 acres of railway land in Uttarakhand's Haldwani, a group of local residents have moved the Supreme Court against the verdict. The Apex Court will hear their petition tomorrow. The matter was mentioned by advocate Prashant Bhushan before a bench comprising Chief Justice T.Y. Chandrachud and Justices Abdul Nasir and P.S. Narsima. As per the High Court order, demolitions will be carried out in Haldwani on January 8. This is set to displace around 4,500 people. However, nearly half of the families claim to have land leased and the area houses four government schools, 11 private schools and a bank, besides business establishments and religious sites. Local residents also claim that they have been paying house tax. Northeastern Railways has issued notices to residents to evacuate all encroachments within a week. According to the notice, failure to vacate shall lead to the automatic demolition of the encroachments. The notice was followed by repeated announcements from loudspeakers asking residents to vacate, triggering panic in Gafur Basti and Dholak Basti, slums close to the railway station. The notice has triggered protests from people who claim that they have been living here for decades. A section of residents also alleged that the state government did not argue the case against the railways properly in the High Court. Moscow has blamed the death of at least 89 Russian troops who died in a Ukrainian missile attack earlier this week on the unauthorized use of mobile phones. According to the Russian Defense Ministry, four Ukrainian missiles struck temporary Russian barracks at a vocational college in Makivka, the twin city of the Russian-occupied regional capital of Donetsk in eastern Ukraine. The Ukrainian military claimed to have carried out an attack but did not provide specific information about the death of soldiers. The toll in Makivka is estimated to be in the hundreds by Russian nationalist bloggers and pro-Russian politicians in the region. However, these numbers are contested by others. In a video speech on Tuesday, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky did not mention the incident while predicting a massive campaign by Russia. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Oh,